Tuning in to Nude Radio with your host, Kenny Heflin. And how's it going? (laughs) I hope you guys are having a great week. And, you know, I hope that you're flourishing. I hope that you're evolving. I hope that you are being good people and practicing good character. Yeah. I just want to start with that just wanted to start with that a little bit, you know, a little some some little positivity and whatnot, right? So first, make sure to follow Nude Radio 101 on both Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to give me a nice little follow and some feedback. You know how much I love it on Instagram at my own personal page at Kenny Heflin. And be respectful as possible, you know, just right. But most importantly, make sure to subscribe to Nude Radio Streaming on all platforms where you can find a podcast. So let's just get started. Wow. I needed some time. I needed some time. Okay. You know, I feel like with this show, I've been very open, very honest, very transparent. I've definitely, you know, kept some things under wraps just to, in a way, protect somewhat of my connection to certain individuals. And just, it was just a sign of me being still very much considerate even after the fact, which I don't fault myself on, but I feel like sometimes we we tend to do that when we are in platonic relationships or or romantic relationships, right? So sometimes we do fall into the protection mode and even if that relationship does go sour, we still find ourselves doing the same old, same old, trying to protect, trying to not say certain things or trying to beat around the bush and stuff. And it's like, well, mm, it's never really the best option overall, overall. Right. So just to really start, (laughs) I'll tell you guys about what's been going on, but also my Valentine's day. I'll let you know exactly how that went. Very interesting, I will say that. So, I was listening to one of my friends' podcasts, and he was going through his uh, relationship woes and the dissolving of a relationship that was hopeful and it was thriving and all this stuff, right? And when I tell you, I was so fucking triggered. Ooh, when I tell you, like, I've been doing relatively better, like, overall, pretty good. I do still have moments every day, but they're not as intense. And that longing for that relationship is not as 
uh, painful, right? So is it something that is on my mind and revisits my head every day? Yes. I would be lying if I said that it wasn't, but it does. And I'm just keeping it a bug because what we're humans and everything that I felt was real. It was genuine. I have no, no type of, uh, fact of, of being, you know, dishonest or anything like that. Like it is what it is. Like I felt what I felt. It was not fake, you know, because I feel like for me, I tweeted this and I'm saying on the radio, but for me, when I love, I love hard. There's nothing fake about it. Nothing fake. And however it goes, it's real for me. And the fact that I love heart and the fact that there's nothing fake about my type of love. My I've always found the problem that, you know, that's that's an issue of mine. Right. I guess <laughs> it's it's I give I give my all, you know, I feel like with dating as a millennial, we tend to approach things first off. I mean, with some really bad and outdated dating advice and stuff. And I feel like, you know, we tend to fall into like this cycle of entitlement at times where people feel that everything's owed to them. People want the quick, fast and in a hurry relationships. People want all of the, the things, right? And when I mention all the things, I am talking about the privileges that are or should be granted to people who are actually doing the work and being rewarded for their effort and for their intention and for their, you know, outlook and, you know, communication, all these things, right? The consistency all the things that really matter in a relationship, you know, however you guys tend to, I guess, uh, operate and express yourselves that varies from human to human. But of course with humans, like we tend to need consistency. We tend to need communication. Like those are things that are essential, but then most importantly, right after communication, like we need comprehension. We can comprehend, uh, once we we communicate effectively like can you can you understand where i'm coming from you know we can talk about it, but can you understand where i'm actually coming from so yeah it's just i feel like dating as a millennial or even for my Gen Z's and even for my people who listen to nude radio across the world, like who are in an older generation, like we usually go through the same things. But I mean, just speaking from the millennial standpoint, this has been plaguing us for so long. And it's just like living in a city like Los Angeles, people are moving so quick. People are on to the next thing. You know, they're trying to connect. They're trying to network. They're trying to hustle. And you don't have to be in a big city to have that type of mindset, but it's a vast majority of people here. You know, it's a, it's a little bit of a difference. 
So everyone is like, everyone lacks focus. Everyone lacks focus. So it's very interesting. Like when you do get to sit down with people and this is a reason why I actually started new radio, but for years I would go to game nights and dinner parties and different social settings and stuff like that. And strangers, perfect strangers, and even associates and friends of mine, they always found their way over to me to speak about their wants and their desires and stuff. And then we would go down a rabbit hole and pretty much disappear from the party while talking about whatever it is that they just felt the need to bring up. So for years, I've said this, I mean, I've been in LA, it'll be 10 years this August. And one thing I've noticed in a city that is trying to uh, thrive with people, you know, these people are, again, they're hungry for the most part. Some of them aren't, but (laughs) we not going to shake them too much. (laughs) But the ones who are, they're moving so quick and we're getting the the bad dating advice that's outdated as fuck. We're we're still trying to un, <laughs> unpack all the expectations that we have had for ourselves built and conditioned in our minds because we were Disney Channel kids. You know, we fell in love with the romance and the fantasies of things and stuff and the Disney princess, the damsel in distress. I mean, look, I can go down a fucking list. And we're trying to get out of that mindset. Like it's a lot of people that are trying to unravel and unleash some of those things that we had again, become conditioned to believe. And it's crazy to think that in a city full of people who are out here trying to get in and, you know, however best they can, when the clock strikes 12, guess what we all talk about? It's love. It's love. And how can they try to get it? How can they attain it? I mean, the the list goes on. And some people, granted, some people do want love for stupid reasons, you know, just because they're lonely. You know, I hear a lot of people speak about their wants and their desires, and it's usually surface level stuff. And and I usually run across those like on social media, you know, like on Twitter or something like that, you know, and it's still technically winter around the world pretty much. So in a colder months, I mean, you got people who are saying, oh, it's cold. I need a boo to keep me warm. I need to cuddle. My God, I need a man. Being single is for the birds. When I tell you, I fucking hate. Listen, if you are listening to this, if you are a true nudist, I tell you, don't be saying that. It's so annoying. I was looking through my Facebook memories and I think like 11 years ago, I said the same fucking shit. Look, I'm consistent. Okay. I really hate that. Like, don't say that you want love or that you want a relationship just because you're cold at night. Just because you want someone to keep you company for what and for how long? Listen, 
<sighs> Look, okay, if that's what you want, baby boy, and baby girls, and baby people, <laughs> not the baby people, the adult people, right? But you know what I mean. For the people who don't subscribe to gender, y'all, I'm speaking to all of us, right? I'm speaking to all of us. So I would say, you know, definitely have intention. Have intention, like with your relationship. Like, do you really want a fucking relationship or do you just want, again, somebody just to be a fucking, I don't know, like a damn door stopper or some fucking shit? Like, what do you want? What do you really want? Carry on. Anyways. So, yeah. There's been a lot of adjusting. There's been a lot of adjusting. And, again, I've just been taking all this time to learn so much about myself. I've been able to unpack so much i mean because the thing is this i know what i want i'm very decisive and when i say that i am ready for a relationship i mean that because i'm ready to commit i'm ready to make that sacrifice i'm ready to meet the other person halfway i'm i'm ready for that companion i'm ready for the intimacy, you know, the affection, the vulnerability, the transparency, like I'm ready for that. You know, again, I speak about consistency, communication and comprehension, like I'm ready for that. Like I I want that partner in life who is my best friend, but also my lover, right? You know, like we're doing things to better each other. We're doing things with mindfulness. You know, we're trying our hardest. We're going to make mistakes, of course. We're going to fumble the ball sometimes because we're human. We're not perfect. I'm not fucking perfect. I make mistakes, right? I can grow. I take accountability and responsibility for my shortcomings. And looking back on everything the last two months and whatnot, Sure, there's a lot of things that I did a disservice to myself. You feel me? And it's just, again, I try. I tried my hardest to make something work that I felt could potentially work if both parties were on the same page. And that's the biggest thing that I want to always strive for is that we are on the same page at all times, right? So it's just interesting, you know, with the waves of how everything goes. I mean, from I mentioned in one of my other episodes, just like from all the YouTube channels and relationship experts and all these videos that I would listen to early on when I was trying to cope when I was trying to make myself feel better, when I was trying to force healing, I just wanted to stop the bleeding, basically. Metaphorically, of course, not, you know, yeah. I just wanted to be better. <laughs> like, I wanted to wake up and be in a better mind space. 
you know, but of course those things don't happen like you want it to. Of course you go through the angry phase. Of course you go through the regret, you know, where you feel that you regret that relationship or you regret that person or whatever the fuck it is. Right. But then you sit in it and you actually sit to yourself and you think like for me, everything was going to happen with everything that was going on with the times, the dates, the connection that was already starting to blossom between us, everything. I mean, the list of events that was going on that particular um, time, we were going to happen regardless. This was going to happen regardless. So you see the lesson and you try to adjust accordingly. So it's just like, you know, again, you learn to reflect, but also go inwards. And I would say like this relationship definitely caused me to go inwards. And that is something that's never happened to me. You know, like I've, I've got to write down like many lists of the good qualities, the bad qualities of my exes. Um, the similarities to my father, you know, I mean, it's a lot. Like I, I've been, I've been doing the same thing as far as the good qualities of myself and the ones that aren't so good that I have like room to grow in. I've been dragging myself. When I tell you I drug myself with filth, I have no more edges. Well, I literally don't have any edges anymore, but because I'm a ball head scallywag, but these brows though and this beard go off. Anywho, I'm going to drag my imaginary edges and I did, right? And I've just been, again, learning so much and it's just funny looking back on things and hearing my friend who spoke about his relationship and the start of it, you know, hearing about how uh, his relationship soured, you know, after a few months and just the expectations and the romance of it all and the intention. Oh, God. When I tell y'all, I was triggered. I was triggered. First off, I got to my wisdom teeth pool. So if I'm talking a little weird, just know like I'm not numb right now, but I kind of just feel like I have like a heavy tongue um, a little anyways y'all probably didn't even need those sound effects but y'all get it anyways <laughs> carry on so just listening to my friend talk about the romance of his relationship you know and again all the time spent and just the good stories and just the fact that he had so much planned for his, his partner at the time and how it literally slapped him, slapped him right in the fucking face the night that he was going to make his move and progress things. When I tell y'all I was triggered now, we did get to talk earlier. We did get to talk earlier and hopefully, you know, 
we uh, did talk about having a little crossover on our shows. So I would definitely let him tell the story. But yes, I was trigger bitch. Look, I was doing so good. So good. So good. I was doing so good. Overall, overall, like I say, I still get pains on a daily basis, but they're not as intense. They're not as sharp. You feel me? Um, and oof, listen to him speak about his relationship and just like everything. I just got so many flashbacks because, you know, I had that expectation. You know, I had someone who, again, that I felt was of quality. Right. Because I have quantity. I can have quantity all I want. That's nothing. But quality is what I was lacking. Right. And I felt that this person wanted the same thing that I wanted. I mean, they made the first move and pursued for months and things. And I finally warmed up to them and grew into, you know, falling for what may have been their representative. I don't know. I wouldn't say that wasn't their exact person, but you kind of, I mean, again, in this generation, and and I'm sure in older generations, people present a amplified version of themselves to, I guess, attract the other person. And then weeks or months go by and that facade is just being shed away like a snake just shedding the skin and then you get to see the real person for who they are and now you don't got slapped in the face metaphorically of course uh where you're like wait where's the person that i fell in love with like this that's not you or it is you but you're not ex- like why, you know, you kind of think to yourself, like, why did you do that? Do people really do that on purpose? Like, do people present themselves as. Hmm, do people put their best foot forward on purpose, like intentionally? I mean, because if that's the case, and that's fucked up. If that's the case, y'all answer me that. And have you ever been in a situation where you were, you know, courting someone and you were the pursuer and you pretty much gave a amplified or shinier version of yourself to attract that person? And was it intentional? Like, did you consciously do that? If you did, look, I'm not going to judge you too hard, but slide in my DMs and tell me the story because I want to get to the bottom of this. See, because for me, this is what you get. This is this is what this is who I am. I come with open arms. I come as transparent as possible. I'm an open fucking book. It just gets better. Right. As the time goes on, it gets better as the connection grows and whatnot. So not to just like go too much into it or whatever, but it's just like, you know, you fall in love with this other person you know and then that happens and you're like okay well you know 
shit. But when you're in deep at that point, that's when you're trapped because you're like, fuck, I don't fell in love with this different side of this person or this amplified version. And this person really isn't that, you know, so I feel like that happens to all of us. And I mean, that's definitely happened to me in my past relationships. I won't like I'm definitely like, well, mm, mm, not like this, though. I will say not like this. Everyone else, for the most part, was like pretty consistent with like what they were about and everything like that and who they were for the most part. But I do also feel like a lot of like life things were going on or started to transpire and that may have changed for him. That could have happened because, again, I wouldn't paint him as a villain because shit i fell in love with that person like i mean he's not a villain he's i've to my understanding he's a good person still to my understanding i haven't heard anything different if i did then or if i do then i would change the tune but there was so much quality there and i found myself being present and i feel like i may have talked about it on one of my shows But one of my biggest struggles my entire life was not just being a future thinker, because that has definitely saved my life in many uh, ways growing up. But also it has been something that has kept me, you know, two steps ahead of everything. And I'm like a strategic type of person, like my mind just like works like that. But I remember in like 2019 when I was like consciously going through anxiety, my dad was like, oh, yeah, you know. Your future thinking is always great. Like it keeps you on top of every fucking thing, but it's causing a detriment. So I would say to bring it back to my romantic relationship, this particular thing, I felt so present because we were in a long distance relationship. So it was just like the time that we were together, the time that we spoke on FaceTimes, the time that we actually spent together in person, I was present. And when I tell you that felt so fucking good, it felt so good. Like I was out of my head for once and I was with the person that I wanted to be with, the person that I would enjoy seeing their name pop up on my phone when they would text me or when they would call me, I would light the fuck up. Butterflies. Complete butterflies. You know, this, and it's it's just crazy how things work, right? Like, it's crazy how the world works. How for months he was, you know, making the effort to get close to me, you know, I didn't really know at the time, like for what, like what was his intentions and everything like, and sometimes I still like think about that. Like what exactly was your intention? But anywho, we connected, it happened and it was, it was great. It was, it was beautiful. I felt so good. I felt so good. 
because again, he had so many qualities that I did really love in a person. Of course, there were our biggest problem was communication. That was our disconnect. And I could have been better. I could have at least tried to, you know, be a little bit more, you know, of an effective communicator when asking for clarity on things. But I'm not going to put the blame on myself for this person's like full lack of communication. If that's the case, like I'm not going to do that. But it was something that we talked about every now and again and stuff. And I never wanted to push because I don't like to nag or anything like that. I like to speak on it and hope that that person understood. And he had a great memory. But I just feel like, you know, life was happening on his side. And that may have been one of the problems or one thing that I felt like, you know, with and I mentioned it to him at the time, like, I wonder if I was the one, you know, to bring that out. And I think that, you know, with a lot of our relationships, especially as a millennial, I can only speak for us. But with that entitlement comes ego. Ego, right? So sometimes we don't want to believe that the person that we are falling for, the person that we're in love with, you know, that they just may not. like us that much (laughs) it's like they may like us they may love us or but it's not enough to change on whatever your obstacles are in your relationship those are all exclusive to your own experiences right um and sometimes you think like damn i can't bring it out of this person am i not the right person to bring it out to get what I'm actually asking of, you know, is, is that the thing? Because again, with the ego, you want to believe that, you know, you the shit, right? You're the one that can force change. You're the one that can make things better and stuff like that. And it's like, no, like this person has to change for themselves and for the relationship. So a lot of things that I did wrestle with was like, damn, like, you know, am I just not the right guy to bring this out of him to get this particular quality out? Is that the case? You know, so those are things that I did wrestle with. And I was very open and, and transparent with that. And he would return that by saying, like, no, like, it's not that you're not the right guy. It's just like, I got this, this, this. And I believe it. You know, I'm like, okay. Again, it can be what he was talking about. It can be what I was talking about. It can be a little bit of both. Who fucking knows? Because I'm not Professor X. I'm not a mind reader, okay? Uh, So that's like just things that we do wrestle with. It's like ego and entitlement in these relationships. And it happens. But I went in on this relationship. I had so uh many hopes and and dreams and stuff and i never talked about this i have like a few episodes that are in the lost (laughs) i call it the secret (laughs) the secret uh the secret episodes of nude radio uh that i did record that are very very 
transparent, very vulnerable, very emotional. And uh, yeah, I may not ever air those. <laughs> but it is what it is. This show is like a diary, so whatever. But um, yeah, it's interesting like how that works because listening to my friend talk about his expectations and his plans for his now ex, I thought back to myself and like my face like scritched up and I said, mm, you know, because I was going to have my ex you know, come to LA, we we're going to spend a week together. We we're going to go uh, to Napa Valley and everything, a vineyard, and going to San Francisco to my favorite uh, city of all places in the country, at least. I would say San Fran is like my favorite city. And spend time here, be in LA, you know, show him like just the way of life here and everything like that. And I was going to um, actually. I'll just say it. I was going to surprise him uh, with something very special for him. I had something really exclusively planned for him. You know, I was I was literally going to surprise him with a a little airplane test drive, for like two hours. I was going to rent out one for him and let him fly a plane. And I had that all planned out. I had talked to the people uh, weeks before and I had everything set up. So, yeah, I was going to surprise him that type of way. And then, of course, that's when, you know, I was going to ask him to uh, be my boyfriend and make things like completely official. And, you know, I was going to tell him that was going to be the first time that I expressed my love for him that I had realized in October, that's when it hit me. Cause you know, like when, like when was the last time that you guys felt in love? Like when was the first, I guess like that first feeling of love? Like when did it hit you in your last relationship? When did it hit you? How long did it take? What was it? Mine was when I was, again, having to say goodbye to him. And when I tell you, I talked about it on uh, my Miami baby episode in season two. Uh, That's when it hit me. When it was like the night before. And I said, fuck. Damn, did I just, am I in love? Did I just fall in love? Ooh. Whoop, whoop, there it is, whoop, there it is, whoop, there it is. And from there, this is, again, it was real for me. It was so fucking real. Ugh, it was so real. So hearing my friend talk about his plans, he had, because my friend is, from what I'm getting to understand, like he's very much a romantic like myself. And he had everything planned. It was going to be something very personal to his guy. And the day of that's when he gets smacked down with the realization that I guess the relationship isn't working for him or working for his ex or whatever. And I said, damn, 
and he had like stuff coming or whatever. Like, yeah, y'all, when we get together, we'll talk about it. He'll tell the story. But I was literally triggered as fuck driving on my way back home because I'm like, wow, this sounds similar to mine. Again, things happen differently, of course, but I had plans, bitch. Like, I had fucking plans. This trip was going to be very romantic. That was the idea. And I wanted to make it an experience. I wanted to make it special. You feel me? Because again, this is something that I wanted. But also, I'm in a different part of my life where compared to like his, you know, and like I said before in past episodes, who wants to start a relationship on unsettled ground? You know, he's getting into a phase of his life where he's trying to be a better version of himself. Um, you know, I'm pretty much already settled. Of course, I can get more settled, let me tell you, okay? We like coins, so we want to keep getting the coins, right? But overall, if you were to measure who's more settled, I am. So, understandable. Perfectly understandable. But, yeah, I just remember thinking to myself, like, damn, like, you know, leading into what was coming up to the birthday and stuff, I was just like, you know, this trip is going to make or break this relationship because for some time, like I would think to myself, like, you know, we have like these little talks, we have these check-ins and stuff and everything. And like things change for like a few days or like a, a week or two, maybe. And then we go back to like square one. And I remember thinking to myself, like, does he not like me like that? Like, you know, here it is. He, was all in way before and then like now I'm the one that's all in so it's just like does he not like me like that like what's going on you know like that would that would come uh you know because again like shit happens shit fucking happens so I remember thinking to myself like again that would come like every few weeks or months or something I don't know where you kind of feel like you're now doing like all the chasing and stuff like that, like that, that stuff happens. And I would be lying if I said that I didn't feel like that at times. So it's just funny how it's just funny how the tables turn. <laughs> it's funny how the tables turn. After all that effort and after all that attention and, and, being detailed and being, you know, the follow-up and stuff like that. And, and like I say, it, that behavior from the, that person like gets you to fall in love with them. And then you kind of get to see the real them. And it's not really all them. Like, again, I don't think in my situation that he presented a fake version of himself because it's still him. It's just certain things, how he went about. I think like people just got comfortable. I think people just got comfortable too quick too early and I'm sure it's a root to all of that because it's a root to everything but again I'm not gonna say it but the love was so real it was so real and I still feel it you know 
I got to talk to my friend tonight because I just wanted to tell him, like, you know, first off, that episode of his triggered me, but also I thanked him for being vulnerable for once and really just like letting his listeners in. And uh, I just wanted to help, like, let him know, like, what he was doing was helping other people because everyone's going through shit like this. You know, in my situation, uh, we tried keeping contact through his request and then for whatever reason he fell off and this has been what we've been doing so it's like okay well you don't want to talk to me for whatever reason okay gotcha you know that happens i guess um i just wish that people would just be honest and upfront with how they want to go about things and not try to feel like they're doing the nice thing for you by, I guess, what, and, and keeping contact or whatever. Like, if it's genuine, then be genuine. But again, don't just, like, fall off the face of earth. And it's just, like, shit looks weird. And that's one thing that I did not want is for things to look awkward, you know, for, you know, if we're on social media and stuff, like, what, you're not uh, doing the same things that you used to do you know, so you kind of think like back in those, I mean, back in December, January or whatever like that, you start to kind of think like you don't interact with things anymore. Like you just just be looking or just be there or whatever the case is or who fucking knows. But like, was that fake? Like when we were like, we don't have to be like this. This shouldn't be us, right? There's ways to go about it and to seem like, okay, shit don't have to be forced, but again, if I got certain things that pop up or whatever, like, you not participating in shit like you used to, like, damn, like, I didn't know we were that bad. (laughs) Like, you kind of think to yourself, I know I did at the time, like, well, what the fuck did I do to him? I remember thinking to myself, like, what did I do to him? I thought we were good. What did I do to him? So, but again, I'm not a mind reader. And that's one of the biggest things with our relationship. The communication suffered. It did. I'm not Professor X. I cannot read any of y'all's minds. (laughs) Fortunately, and unfortunately, unfortunately, again, because I'm sure I would probably find out shit that I didn't want to know. but. Yeah, it was just interesting, but I did want to tell my friend, like, you know, I just thanked him for uh, releasing an episode like that, you know, and just to let him know about the parallels of both of our relationships and the downfalls of those relationships and just like the similarities of us being like romantic and intentional and all that stuff and everything. So. But it was funny because this friend, like, you know, we do have like a past, you know, we do have a past and I know we used to, we have like a little history. I'll say that we have a history. Okay. So it's interesting talking to him about 
both of our relationships and the downfalls of those. Knowing about like our history together, uh, that was that was not awkward. It wasn't awkward. It was just it was interesting to say the least. <laughs> it was it was a uh, complex, but also surreal because I think with us uh i think like i just always kind of felt despite like our history i just kind of always felt like with he and i like we would be better off as friends so that's why like i never really like went too deep into it and stuff and like kept everything like what we had right so like i say it was very interesting to be talking to him about that and our relationships and stuff like just it was surreal but uh yes wanted to thank him for his his vulnerability i did you know and i just wanted to tell him like i saw him i understood you know i fell in love still you know feel that love you know he he asked me he was he asked me like if i missed him if I missed my ex, that was like one of his first questions to me. And the truth is, yes, I do. I still miss him. I'm still plagued with memories. <laughs> um, again, it doesn't hurt as much. Was it a time where I did try not to think about it? Yes. We go through phases, we go through cycles, right? Different ebbs and flows of a relationship, but then also post-relationship, right? So, yes, I miss him, but I miss me more. That was my question to him, but then also my answer to his uh, question. You feel me? Like... I miss me more. I missed how I felt because things were good for the majority. Obviously, like I'm not going, I'm not going to discount that at all. Like things were so much like sexy and just good and just nice and warm. So. Yeah, I miss me more. I miss the security of knowing that I had somebody who I felt wanted me just as much as I wanted them. I miss the affection that I was able to display for once. Because I don't date often. Y'all notice? I don't like people like that. So when I find somebody I really like, like, I mean, you know, hey, it just unravels. I miss the affection. I miss the intimacy. I miss the warmth. Like I say, when I I would light up, he may not know this, but I would light the fuck up. I would get so excited when I would see his name pop up, you know, on my phone. Like I would just really just like go like crazy in my head for like two seconds. Oh my God. And then I got, you know, I got to answer, right? Hey, you know, all that shit or whatever. So I miss that. You know, I miss the 
friendship that we were building. You feel me? I miss that. Um, but yeah, I miss seeing his face. I do. But I miss me more. I miss how I was in that relationship. I miss feeling the love that I was able to show. You feel me? So when my friend asked me, like, do I miss him? Yeah, I miss him. I miss the fuck out of him. Yes, I'm not going to fucking lie. But I miss me more. Ooh, I do. I do. Because I don't, I don't get close to guys like this often. It doesn't happen for me like that. I'm not. I'm not that person. Y'all know I love Jennifer Lopez and like all her like rom-com movies, which I got to see yesterday. Oh my God, it was so cute. I got to see Marry Me. Go see it, it's cute. I'm not, you know, in a Julia Roberts movie as much as I would love to be able to have the opportunity to get close to somebody and to potentially fall in love with them and build a relationship and all these things or whatever, you know, and be able to bounce back from after relationship or whatever. That's just not how I'm built. That's just not how I'm built. I don't meet people that I click with in that type of way that I want to pursue them in a potentially dating scenario to even build to potentially a relationship often. I'm, that doesn't happen for me. And when I do, and if the relationship ends, bitch, that shit sucks. It still sucks. I still, I would say like, I still hurt. Uh, like I say, there's been times where I just try not to think about it. It does help, but I wouldn't say like, it still hurts it, but it does. It's tender. It's still a tender space because it's still new. And I don't know how long it's going to take for me to not feel this way. I have no fucking clue. I have no clue. (laughs) So that's why I say when I love, I love hard. That shit just doesn't disappear. Just does not go away that easily. And that's the problem for me. Yes, I would love to wake up one morning and be totally fucking fine. You know, but that's not how life works. It's not how my brain works, you know, like, but I'm coming to accept shit for what it is. I have come to accept things for what it is. And that helps, you know, that does help. So, you know, I've been just, again, playing catch up on just like a lot of things that I missed out on like the last few months, you know, I talked about in a few episodes before, but my friends, they're like, put yourself out there, put yourself like, I don't think I'm ready. Like, no, like I couldn't even think about that. Like I felt bad trying to get to know somebody else. I felt bad talking to somebody else. I felt bad texting somebody else, uh, responding to their good morning text. I felt fucking bad. Again, I'm a penguin. And this is a relationship that I wanted to really fucking work. And uh, because of life, it didn't. And was I extremely hopeful? Yes. 
And do we know what the fuck's going to happen in the future? No. No. I mean, let's just be honest. And it's not just coming from like a hopeful version of myself, but who fucking knows what the fuck's going to happen? But here it is. This is what it is now, right? So I felt like, damn, here we go. (laughs) Quality, where is it? Who fucking, where is the quality? Of course. But here's the quantity. (laughs) Here's the quantity. Here's all these people trying to get a piece. Trying to get a piece of the pie. Or what? Who knows? Only they know. Maybe they don't know. People just like the shiny new things and stuff. And they sometimes, again, most people, and especially in our generation, they want things quick and in a hurry. And yeah. Or they want like the shiny new piece. You know, you're their Instagram crush or whatever the case is. And they want you. It's like, what you want? So responding back to certain people or chatting back and forth, having discussions with certain people and like letting them know, like, look, like, you know, this wasn't done in malice. You know, I'm sorry that I curved you for X amount of months or whatever, but I was with somebody that I wanted, you know, that's, that's what that was. And I can only be honest and upfront with them. That's just what it was. You know, it's like, when you want me to be that way, if if we were dating, like, yeah, like my focus is on my partner. My desire is for my partner. So this has been an interesting process. You know, I went without physical touch for so long, for so fucking long. So being able to experience that has been just interesting. Being able to talk to other people who are not my friends or family members, you know, that's been interesting. But also just going back into like exactly my adventurous self, you know, like, I mean, I made it a point this year to slow down on like how I did social media to cut down my exposure to certain things and on social media, like, you know, um, I made the intention to take like every invite, you know, I just accepted an invite to a singles party this uh, weekend. And I've never been to one of those before. I guess like it's like a single mingle type of situation, but it sounds cute. They invited me. I said, you know, why not? That sounds like a fun little event that I can like go and kiki, meet new people, uh, talk to people, you know, and again, who fucking knows? Y'all know my 2022 mantra is we gonna see. So why not? Like I have been being more social. I've been going out to like parties and bars and clubs and stuff. And I stopped doing that so long ago. I stopped it. 
And it's like, I live in Los Angeles. Why the fuck am I on a couch? You know, for me, like I said before, I was in a long distance relationship with somebody with like a three hour time difference. So I was making myself available for he and I to talk because first off, I wanted to do it. It's not, I just did it for him. I did it because I wanted to do it. That was the person I wanted to talk to. So there were things that I neglected as far as, you know, staying out past a certain time or whatever the case was, because again, I wanted to talk to my man. (laughs) I wanted to spend that quality time that was special for me. And I had hoped that that was special for him. So I did it because of that. But also, I mean, 2020, that shit set us the fuck down. Things were closed. So I got comfortable being home. Not saying that being home is bad. Because it's not. I love my apartment. All my plants. You get it? All the incense. Uh huh. They call me Incense Poppy. But <laughs> I got really comfortable being a domestic couch potato. But I was still leaving out. Like, don't. Don't get it twisted. Like, it's not like I wasn't seeing my friends or uh, not going to the movies, which y'all know that's my favorite hobby. But I was doing that, but I wasn't being social. Like, I wasn't going out, like, with music and people and stuff like that. Like, I stopped. So I've been making every intention to go out, to take those weekend trips when they come like to take those uh, opportunities to like go to game nights and bars and stuff and house parties and shit like that which I've always enjoyed so it's so many people that are like Kenny we haven't seen you forever I'm like yeah it was a pandemic but then also it was a pandemic then that lasts for two years and relationship and all that stuff yeah and plus I stopped wanting to come out because it's like the same old same old that's why I really haven't been out. So I've been having fun. I've been having fun. I've been having fun. I've been uh, taking advantage of all the pleasures that this new life has offered. And again, probably too much, but I'll write a book about it (laughs) one day. (laughs) And I experienced my first Valentine's Day. Finally, 32 years old, I experienced my first Valentine's. So what happened was, what happened was, um, I had, I was on Clubhouse last year, right? And I had a little game show idea where I kind of wanted to be like, or the flavor of love or I love New York, like some of my favorite, like early 2000s little like competition love shows and stuff. I wanted to have like my own clubhouse version of that and to have like my best friends be like the moderators and have them like pick and choose people uh, based on like their answers to like their personal questions to get to know me. And uh it was a kiki. It was so fun. Like I remember we had so many people in the in the room and I think I had called it like Kiss the Moderator. That's what I called it. It was like Kiss the Moderator Valentine's Day edition. And they all had to uh be like it was like a fun room. It wasn't to be like taken seriously. Like people were being shady. Like again, it was to mimic 
those types of shows that I had mentioned before. So uh, nothing to take serious at all. But we had such a great time and we ended up picking one of the guys. He he won and he lives here in L.A. And, um, you know, he actually ended up coming over because like this was 2021 at the time. So here in L.A., like shit was still closed. Right. So it was just like, all right, you know, I let him come over. It was our first time meeting. He came over and um, we just talked for like four hours. He brought me flowers. He brought me some Cabernet because he had learned that I loved Cabernet. So he brought me that stuff. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, this is so sweet. And I had never had like a true Valentine's before, like ever. Like you had like the little cutesy shit or whatever, but it's like, it's like your kid. So this was a first. So it was nice. And yeah, like I say, like he came over for like four hours. We sat there on the couch, just like talked about ourselves and life and whatnot. And um, very smart guy, very cool guy. But, you know, four hours later, it's like, all right, it's time for you to go. (laughs) So, um, so, yeah, like that was that. And we lost connection. You know, we did like lose contact like that. Like, I mean, we would like check in on each other periodically throughout the year. But but yeah, like that's what happened for us. So it was interesting to say the least. And yeah, like that's what happened. So, you know, fast forward to this year, we he had reached out and we had like took a um we went like on a hiking day and like had like brunch at my place and we just like reconnected and stuff. And he was just like, wow, like, it's just so interesting how, you know, we haven't seen each other really like talked or whatever since it's been what, 10, 11 months. I'm like, yeah, like that's crazy. Like first off time passes by so fast, but yeah, I just, it's just, that's how life had worked, but we reconnected. And it's been great getting close to him, you know, just like getting to like get to know him a little bit better, like just chatting and stuff and hanging out. And, you know, I've been like getting to know like a few people um, on just like a regular level, you know, and not to really put like too many expectations on anything because I'm just not there. I'm just I'm not there yet. When it comes to like other people, I'm not like, I'm still not, it is, it is what it is, but it was cool because we did get to talk about, you know, uh, this is, we've probably hung out what like three or four times now. And we talked about being each other's Valentine. He brought it up and I was like, okay, let's, let's do it. Like, let me what day does Valentine's Day fall on? Okay, Mondays. You know, I used to go to like this jazz night in Beverly Hills every, if not every other Monday. And I stopped going like when the pandemic happened and all that stuff or whatever. And I wanted to go back because I love jazz music. I love live music, but most importantly, I love jazz music. And I wanted to go. So I came up with some ideas, you know, And, uh, me and my best friend, Justin, we, um, I finished up with work and I rushed over to go see 
uh, JLo's new movie, Marry Me. I went to go see that with Justin, some best friend Valentine's Day movie stuff or whatever. And then I rushed home and like got ready, hopped in the shower, you know, put all my smell good on and got ready for him to come over because the plan was we we're going to go to jazz night. So it was cool. Like, you know, I got ready and he came over, heard some ruffling and stuff. And I waited by my, I waited by the door. Like as I was looking through my peephole, like as I heard him like walking down the, the hallway and stuff. And I heard like this, like ruffling. I said, what is it that he has? And, um, I opened up the door. <laughs> it was like a movie. And he had flowers. Oh, he had flowers. And then he had a card. He brought me a card. Oh my God. He this was the first time he brought me a card. And then he like had like a bottle of wine, which I told him like that I was going to pop open one of my expensive bottles for my collection. But it was so cool that he brought me a bottle. So I'll drink it. Um, I'll probably wait until like he and I hang out again or whatever, but I'll drink it then. <laughs> I have no shortage of wine, but <laughs> y'all know I love my wine. But um, yeah, like we just sat on the couch and like just talked about our week and stuff and just caught up from the last time we saw each other. And um yeah, like we just exchanged compliments. Like he's so complimentary and so um, he's a nice guy. He's always been a nice guy because I met him from I met him through Clubhouse and, you know, from like that game showroom that I had. So he's very complimentary and we're drinking wine and stuff and everything. And then it was just like the again, it felt like a movie, like, like the physicality of it all right like the the tension you know the uh affection that's able to be exchanged right like that was nice that was nice and then we went to the movie uh not the movies i went to the movies earlier tonight no we went to the jazz night and we had some more uh drinks we had some champagne Y'all know I love me champagne, okay? So at that point, that's when we like we're just like listening to like the live music and just enjoying each other's company. And you know, we were like close and he was like, you could tell like he had never got the chance to do certain things like that, like to be affectionate in public. He actually said it like he's never been able to be like this. And I'm like, oh my God, like, this is so sweet. Like, again, I felt the things that you should feel like on Valentine's Day. And we were low-key drunk and we were just having a good time listening to music. And it was time to go home because of school night, because bitch had to be at work, okay? And we were both sleepy, like, we, we were sleepy. It is what it is. Like he was falling asleep on me. And um I was just like, look, I'm you can't I'm not letting you drive back to the valley like that's far. I'm not letting you drive back to the valley at however whatever time it was. Because we were both falling asleep. So we just like went to sleep. I was like, just get in bed, like let's just go to sleep. I gotta get up in the morning. And 
we just like went to bed. Oh, and it was so cute. Like he didn't snore. And um, it was cute to like, because I have like my little cuddle pillow. So it was cute to just like spoon each other and stuff or whatever. And just like to just be close. Like that was nice. That was nice. And um, yeah, he went, he went off, I guess, home. I had to go to work. And that's been what that was. You know, we uh, talked. I guess what he told me, he didn't get a parking ticket, which was nice. And that was that. And I haven't talked to him since. So it was just nice. Like I have never felt that I've experienced a real Valentine's Day in my life. So to have like just like that cutesy feeling like that was nice. And especially just because, again, like he was my technically my Valentine's last year. But we I think he had came over like that weekend before, like I think maybe he came over like two days before about like the actual day. So. But like I said, like he came over for like four hours, we talked, he brought wine, he brought flowers and he went home, you know, things were closed in L.A. Like it was shut the fuck down so we couldn't go anywhere. So this time being that we were able to go somewhere, like just listen to like live music and stuff and to again, exchange like compliments and everything and stuff. And it was just really nice. It was really nice. So that's what that was. That's, that was my Valentine's day. (laughs) It was just really cute. And, um, yeah, I had to wake up and like I said, got my wisdom teeth pulled finally. And here we are, you know, I'm going to like that, like I said, I'm going to like the little single mingle little event this weekend because again, why the fuck not? Why not? I'm just going to go again. It's time for me to kiki and to like talk to people and and just have fun. So that's the goal. Um, I don't know exactly what's going to happen in, in my love life. I have no fucking clue. I don't know what that looks like right now. You feel me? Do I miss my ex? Yes, the fuck I do. Do I still love him? Yes, I still feel love. Yes, I do. Um, do I still find myself being protective and still being considerate after everything? Yes. And that's something that I talked to my friend about with his show. I could sense like how nervous he was, you know, and the fact that I could tell that he was trying to protect him by not saying too much and everything like that. And it's a lot that I haven't talked about um, that, again, are on the lost files of Nude Radio, uh, where I went into detail on certain things or whatever. But just to, again, to protect him, I just feel like, you know, I don't have to tell everything. So, yeah. But y'all get how I felt. Y'all get it. So, yeah. Do I feel those things? Yes. Um, yeah, but I mean, like I say, I've just been like making an effort to just be more social, getting to know people, um, is interesting. Like (laughs) somebody, there's somebody from my past, there's somebody from my past who's actually moving back to LA. 
Um, that's interesting. <laughs> that's going to be weird. Um, I wonder what, like, I'm just curious about what's next. I'll just say that. I'm curious about what's next in life. I am. I am. I'm very curious to see exactly how this year goes, how the next few weeks and months goes and stuff like that. And just again, how I feel better about life and my life and and just progressing myself and becoming a better version of myself for myself, but also for my friends, for my family and for my uh, future husband. Right. Like, like I said before, I'm learning boundaries. I'm learning to ask the questions that I may feel that I'm afraid to ask because I'm afraid of pushing away an individual, you know, or coming off too intense or whatever the fuck it is. Right. I'm making a fact and a point at least to set that intention for myself, but then also for the future. So I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I don't know. But that's just how I feel. That's an update. Uh, This is probably like the most thorough update that I've given. So, welcome. (laughs) And, um, yeah, but that was my Valentine's. It was cute. It was hot. It was nice. It was nice overall. That's the biggest thing that, like, really mattered the most. It was nice. And I'll talk to him, I don't know, like in a few days or a week or so. I don't know. We'll talk when we talk. But I had fun. I finally went on a Valentine's Day date and felt cute and got to dress up. Oh, this will be something I'll remember for the rest of my life. <laughs> for the rest of my life. I'll. This will be my first official Valentine's Day ever. 32 years. Right? 32 years, y'all. Finally. So, yeah, 32 years. Here we are. I finally experienced my first Valentine's experience. Date and, and all the feels that you should feel for Valentine's Day. I got to get all of that. It was very romantic. I would say overall, it was very romantic and very thoughtful and all that shit. So I really liked that. I, I really enjoyed that side of it. So yeah, who fucking knows what's going to happen? Honestly, like I said, I can't really even think about dating somebody else. Like I don't, I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not. I'm just going to be honest. When I think about it, it's just, I'm not there. Um, But, yeah. This is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. I'm living life. I'm working. You know, I have like a, a crazy schedule now. I'm finding time to make time for the things I want to make time for. I'm being intentional and I want you guys to be intentional, be effective communicators out here in this world, you know, have your plans, be flexible, 
you know, but overall, be intentional. And one thing I have been learning is, uh, I guess, not to put too many expectations on certain things because people may not even live up to certain expectations and that causes disappointment. Or also, I've been learning um, to not create the fantasy, which is hard. Because again, as a future thinker, as somebody who is usually the one being pursued and who once I do meet somebody that I do mesh with, like, you know, I'm in it at that point. So, you know, that that fantasy is created because you guys are talking and making plans and again, setting intentions and whatnot. And that's how the fantasy is created. So the hardest part that I would say in relationships, but even with the dissolving of mine is letting go of the fantasy because we had so many plans, you know, from my understanding, we really liked each other. You feel me? Um, I don't regret telling him that I loved him. I didn't, I didn't look for him to return the favor by saying the same thing. If that's how he felt that I wanted him to say it in his own time, I just needed to be who I am, which is I'm very honest and upfront and I have no shame. I just needed to say that, you know, so I said it because I meant it and I stand by it. I still feel it, you know, but. Hey. This is where we are. Right. So be intentional. Say how you feel like don't. Don't let ego get in your way. Do not fucking let ego get in your way. If you want to talk to that person, text them. If you want to talk to them, if you're thinking about them, call them, FaceTime them, make a point to see them. Don't get so caught up in the whole, you know, oh, I don't want to chase after him. I don't want to seem thirsty or what's another one um, that I've been also understanding is that not to expect somebody to get to get it right all the time, you know, because we get in this mindset of thinking like, oh, well, if they really wanted me, they wouldn't do that. It's like, no, we have to communicate that. I've been learning a bitch. When I tell you I've been learning a lot, I've been letting go of a lot of old practices that does not serve me and probably doesn't serve y'all, baby. Let me tell you, listen. This has been a process, but I think, you know, if that was a prototype relationship, if that's the preview of what I'm supposed to expect for the love that I've been praying for and and trying to manifest, then I'll accept that, you know, if that's the case, then I'll accept that. But like I say, the fantasy is and was the hardest part to let go and and to let go because it's still again it's still tender it doesn't hurt as bad anymore but it's still tender i still feel some some pain for sure and i would be lying to say that i don't think about him every day because i do so it's just like 
now here we are. We made all these different plans, you know, our our best friends know about each other, you know, our certain family members know about each other and stuff like that, you know, so shit happens. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is who knows if what's going to happen in life who knows who fucking knows but this has been a it's been a journey to say the least so i just again my heart aches for my friend i wish him the best and um with his relationship ending was i think only like a week ago so he's still very fresh in it and i just oh I just hurt for him. I ache for him because I remember how that felt. I remember how that felt. I remember feeling that feeling of disappointment and being let down, especially since you had made plans for some true romantic shit. Like, I get it because I was going to do the same fucking thing. I get it. So I ache for him. You know, um, I just really hope that he has like some very close people to him that he trusts their opinions and that he has like a listening ear because again, I get it. I felt ghosted by the person I was in love with while I was holding them down. I felt I got ghosted in a way for a, for some time. That shit hurt. That shit fucking hurt. You know, I felt feelings that I never want to feel again in my fucking life you know, by the person I really wanted to work out with. Like, I get it. So I, my, my heart aches for my friend. So, but I'm just so thankful that he was able to open up and be vulnerable on his show. And, you know, we'll get the chance to, you know, link up and do, you know, a little crossover show, he and I, and he can tell you a story himself. But um, hopefully when he's in a better space. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to throw some love and light his way and stuff. And just like some grace and some positivity, you know, for all of us, for myself, for him, for our exes. Like, I mean, you know, shit, <laughs> this shit sucks, but it's necessary evil, I guess. But um, I, I'm curious. So I have some homework for you guys. So remember, let me know if you've ever presented yourself or misrepresented yourself in the initial courtship phase. Did you do it consciously? Was it through intentions that you did this? Why did you do it? Or were you on the other side where you felt blindsided once you got to see the person for who they really are. Like, have you felt that before? Let me know that. Uh, also, let me know, like, the first time that you felt love for your most recent love or ex. I want to know. Tell me stories. How long did it take? You know, what was the moment? Where were you when you felt it? You feel me? I was in the bed. I was in the hotel bed while he was cuddling with me on our last night together. That's when I felt it. Um, let me know. Y'all know I love the stories, but, um, yes, 
I hope you guys had a great Valentine's Day. And I'm wishing you guys love and light and positivity and graciousness. And just know that I understand whatever it is. I understand. So reach out. Let me know your story. Make sure to subscribe to Nude Radio, streaming on all platforms where you can find a podcast. And make sure to follow me on Instagram at Kenny Heflin and on Instagram and Twitter at Nude Radio 101. And make that dollar holla. Anyways, I love y'all. Have a beautiful, blessed week. And take some time to enjoy <laughs> what my new radio episode. Cause I was going to say the view, but <laughs> cause I love that show. Bye y'all. <laughs>